Make the most of the opportunities we have today to test something out in small scale, either when you're in your current business or you're in your job or you're transitioning, is to test out things that we call free range projects. And these are ways you can test things without taking risks. Welcome to Escape the Rat Race Radio. I'm your host, Christian Rodwell, and this is your ticket to Escape the 9 to 5. One of the things I talk about in the book is I always collaborate. I always have other people around me because it's great for my mental health, but also it means that my clients have support people if required. These are the sorts of workarounds. There's so many that people can make. Hey, welcome to another episode of Escape the Rat Race Radio. My name is Christian Rodwell, and this week my guest is Marianne Cantwell, author of Be a Free Range Human. Now, Marianne was an Australian working hard in London, not seeing the light of day, and without a doubt, fully participating in the rat race. But in 2013, she published a book titled Be a Free Range Human, Escape the 9 to 5, Create a Life You Love and Still Pay the Bills. And unbeknown to her at the time, but this book would go on to become an international bestseller, having since been translated into multiple languages and propel Marianne into the spotlight alongside the likes of other pioneering career change experts, such as Tim Ferriss, the author of The 4-Hour Workweek. Marianne Cantwell is an expert on creating a free-range career and a successful work-life balance that fits who you really are and the life that you want. There's definitely no one-size-fits-all formulas in sight. And in 2017, Marianne stepped onto the TED stage to deliver a TEDx talk titled The Hidden Power of Not Always Fitting In, which to date has been watched nearly 400,000 times inspiring thousands to enroll in her courses, which focus on finding your thing and making it work for you. Now, her thinking has featured everywhere from Business Week and CBS Money Watch to The Guardian and Entrepreneur Magazine. A corporate escapee herself, she now lives and works between several countries, often found between London and sunny California, and carries her business in an unexpectedly tiny laptop. So in today's conversation, you'll hear Marianne talk about why there is a home for every personality and strength. It's just a question of finding that home or creating it to fit you. Starting from who you are is the pathway to a lot more ease, happiness, and smoother success in what you do, rather than rushing into something that sounds like a good idea, but in reality requires you to leave a piece of yourself at the door and squish your edges day after day. So I very much resonate with Marianne's approach, and I'm sure that you're going to as well. This week's freebie to celebrate the release of the new edition of Marianne's bestseller, Be a Free Range Human, she's kindly giving away a free chapter for Escape the Rat Race radio listeners to download. Simply tap the link in this week's show notes or head on over to www.etrr.online forward slash podcast 90. Okay, let's do this. Let's head on over to my conversation with Marianne Cantwell. Marianne, welcome to Escape the Rat Race Radio. How are you today? I'm great. I'm so excited to be here with you. I know. It's taken taken a little while for us to get this together, but I'm so, so happy that we are today. And um, I've got to ask you, where in the world are you right now? 
I am currently in LA where I'm based a lot of the time these days uh, up in the Hollywood Hills and I'm apologies for not showing palm trees in the background today. I thought we'd go for for sound quality over visuals. Yeah, I don't know. That's good. And and that's a good point because I I always, you know, I forget to to say to people listening because so so many people are listening on the podcast and they don't realize that we're actually doing this in video as well. So absolutely go to Skate the Rat Race website, check us out. And uh, you can see the full glory of Marianne and uh, all the wonderful books behind. And, and Marianne, many people will know you, obviously, for, for your book, Free Range Human. And it's been a while now since that came out, right? It has been. Be a Free Range Human came out in January 2013. So it feels like a really long time ago. Yeah. And I mean, you were one of the first people to really kind of, you know, the early adopters of this whole movement around just working for yourself. And, and I guess people, you know, they think of Tim Ferriss, of course, and 4-Hour Workweek, but, you know, you, yeah. you were definitely up there as well and coming at it from a different approach, which is something that I hope we can kind of really dive into today. Great. Yeah. And and I hear there's a there's an updated version coming as coming pretty soon as well, right? Yeah, I'm so excited. A whole new update for 2019 is coming out in September, and I'm super excited about Ooh, that. So maybe I can tease a few little bits out of that from you. <laughs> I might be able to give you some hints about what's inside. That sounds good. So Marianne, for those people listening right now, perhaps for some absurd reason they've not come across you online they've not read your book um would you mind just giving people a little bit of background on your story yes sure uh, so i was originally from australia but all of my professional career all of my job life was actually in london and so i was working for a media company funnily enough in the middle of a screaming london roundabout and I really knew that this wasn't the life that I wanted to continue with, that I could continue with. I ended up quitting that job, um, wasn't sure how to go self-employed because back in the day, they just weren't the resources, the websites and the guides there out today. And so very quickly, I took another job, which I loved a lot more, but was really one of those city consultancy jobs where you never saw the light of day. You're working forever. And even though I liked that job, I knew it was just going to wear me down until I'd have to push so much of myself down in order to make it work. And so around the time of the financial crash, I ended up quitting my job after having you know, worked on what I wanted to do. I ended up quitting my job. I started a few businesses and to my surprise, the one that took off was this little side project called Free Range Humans, which was a blog on the side of all the other things I had been doing. So when I started my own thing, I thought I was going to get paid by doing totally different businesses. And I did. But the thing was that the biggest theme I saw was people coming to me back then when there weren't these guys and saying, how did you quit your job? So I was a career coach for a while. And in the sessions that were meant to be helping people get a job, they'd ask me, how did you quit your job? Uh, and so I started that at the time I was traveling the world. I ended up living in Bali before there were co-working spaces there and ended up creating a movement of what I call free range humans who are people who want to do something that brings them alive and get paid in a way that doesn't let, make them leave their personality at the door. And that's very much uh, what we've done. Yeah. And the title of our podcast today is Creating a Business Based on Your Personality, right? So, I mean, I think we're both on the same page with this one, Marianne, in that there's, especially today, 
someone who is sat at their desk, they're fed up, they know they don't want to continue doing that any longer, and they know there's something bigger and better out there for them, but they just haven't put their finger on it yet as to what else they can do that's going to replace that income. And it's a it's a scary place for a lot of people because they've got families, they've got responsibilities, and you know, to just take that leap of faith and start something else. And and we've got to be clear here that I think both you and I are absolutely not saying to anyone that you should just quit your job and just, you know, hope for the best that it's all going to work out okay. There's definitely a science and a process behind, you know, testing a few things, making sure that you've got a good idea that there's some income being generated and then slowly transition. Well, that's certainly how I work with my clients anyway, um, to transition then away from that full-time position. But I mean, it's so daunting and so overwhelming when people start that exploratory process and go to Google and it's just like wham, bam, million different things that you can do and everyone looking like they're making a million dollars a week from doing it. So, you know, what's what's your kind of perception of 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 this world shall we call it when someone is looking for something else but they just don't know which way to turn and who to trust oh that's such a such a big one i think especially right now um and one of the reasons i actually agreed to do a second edition with my publisher was this experience of not feeling like you have direction but simultaneously being overwhelmed by information is something that's so live right now. And a lot of our updates are around information overwhelm. How do you know what's the right decisions for you as opposed to what a million other people out there seem to be doing on the surface? And the first thing that I would say is I totally agree with you in what you said. One of the things we're really big on in Free Range Land in the book is the idea that it isn't about finding a solution in one fell swoop. So that's one of the big myths that I think we all need to be busting. The idea that the way that people who are out there loving what they do, making it work, the way they found their answer was not sitting at a screen or staring at a blank wall and writing down this list of things they could do and suddenly one pops up and there you go. You now see the answer. You see financial security. You see how you'll be in 10 years time. You see no barriers. You see all the steps and you see why it's perfect for you. Like That doesn't happen. Like I've never seen someone just go, oh, I wrote it down and nothing got in the way. And so what I think is the most important thing to do is it's twofold. One of them is, as you say, make the most of the opportunities we have today to test something out in small scale, either when you're in your current business or you're in your job or you're transitioning, is to test out things that we call free-range projects. And these are ways you can test things without taking risks, uh, which is super important because I am super risk averse, even though, you know, I quit my job, traveled the world, you know, done lots of things. I like to make sure I understand how things are working and we can't work out how things are working from inside our heads. We work out how things are working by doing. So that's one of the things. But the other thing to come back to the theme of today is that there are so many things we could be testing and so many ways we could be doing it. And I think a piece that's often left out of the conversation when we're Googling and stalking people on Instagram and looking at their lives is a curiosity about who am I under the surface? Who is my, what is my personality and my strengths that will make me different to anything out there? So instead of grabbing an idea off the shelf, something that's so important to do is to, I call it think free range about how to hack and edit that idea 
to make it suit the person you are, to make it suit your strengths. And that approach, I find, gets such more effective results than that more, I guess, that puritanical work ethic that we all grow up with, which is that in order to make something work or make a career work, you have to squish yourself down. You have to leave yourself out of the picture and chase the smart idea. And I'm sure you found this in your work as well, Christian, that when you look at people who are thriving, they're actually doing it in a way that chimes with their strengths. And I think that's one of the most important things that we can bring in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, one of our early guests on Escape the Rat Race Radio was Roger Hamilton. I think maybe, you know, you, you might oh. be familiar with Roger. And Roger created the Wealth Dynamics Personality Test. And that's one that we use a lot at Escape the Rat Race. And um, he talks about being in flow and this state of flow when yeah. you just time passes by, you enjoy what you're doing, you know you're good at it. Other people comment that you just have a natural ability. And it's funny, isn't it? Because sometimes, very often, in fact, we can go you know, through our earlier years, maybe going through university, studying a certain, um, you know, industry or, or career path. And, you know, we just get stuck in, in, in a job. And it may be yeah. that actually, we've not taken any time to really assess if that job or, you know, the career is a good fit for us as, a, as an individual human. And, um, oh, and we God. can Take, take a personality test, something as simple as, you know, a, an online test. And there's there's many out there. Um, you know, we use Wealth Dynamics. Uh, I'm not sure, you know, if you if you use any. Actually, I'm, I'm, I'm actually one of uh, Roger's main case studies for the star profiling Wealth Dynamics. Well, so I'm I, very familiar I, with it. I've worked I, with I him in Bali. Thought, I definitely <laughs> thought I'd, I'd seen that in the past. Yeah. So, um, you know, Wealth, Wealth, Wealth Dynamics is, is certainly a great one focused at entrepreneurs, but um, as simple as taking a test for 15, 20 minutes, it absolutely, I, I say this, you know, honestly, really, really changed my life after, after taking that test, because I look at just the world around me so differently now. And, um, and just knowing how to communicate with other people, but you, you know, you can have some pretty big, big, you know, big wins when you understand who you are. And as you say, then, you know, you're not trying to squash yourself into a role that, someone else is telling you you should be good at and uh, perhaps that's the reason why you don't enjoy going to work every day because you're it not is. you're not in flow i i've got to say we have two things to say that firstly we're so on the same page to me can i tell you a little story about uh, this when i was in a job please do. Um, it was the moment that i realized that there was another way it was actually because of doing a personality profile uh, I was in my job, big media company, the sort of job that you're not supposed to quit because everyone thinks it's all great and it's terrible. And I was sitting there. Um, I escaped to a training day because I tried to escape my desk as much as possible. We did the Myers-Briggs profile. I kept what well, I came out as, as an ENFP for people familiar with Myers-Briggs, uh, was the opposite of what my job really required, literally the opposite profile. And I looked at the guy who was administering and, and debriefing on it. And I said, are people like me, are we ever happy in our work? Because I couldn't imagine how that was possible. And he was like, are you kidding? Like, you guys are the most joyful. You have all these things. And I end up shadowing him. And I end up uh, learning about personality by shadowing this guy uh, who I think the former head of HR for L'Oreal, funnily enough, who was doing this training. And it changed my life and actually formed the basis of all my work. Because then I used that trait to in my next role the things that I thought were really 
like my weaknesses were things I got paid for. And that's the reason why I agree with, you know, we use things like wealth dynamics. And actually in the new version of the book, we've developed something called the free range styles, which answer the question, which I'm sure you've been curious about as well. I was so curious about for years, which is when you look out there at people doing things and you're actually, say, running courses or helping people, there seems to be a theme that comes up where you have like three people who are trying to do the same thing with a similar you know, educational background, similar motivation. And for some reason, one of them shines and the other two struggle. And it was driving me crazy over the years because I was like, it's not just mindset. It's not just motivation. Something's up. And so I used my knowledge of wealth dynamics. Uh, I partner with a Myers-Briggs expert and we looked at what we call people's attraction styles. And we, I got super curious about the question of, instead of saying, who are you overall, what if we hyper-focused right down to who are you as someone who attracts, so who attracts clients, who attracts opportunities, and who attracts income? Mm -hmm. And what fascinated me is there were three themes, like not 20, not you know, at 16, there were three main themes most people, spoiler, that you see online with big brands are of a particular theme uh, called the attractor, which is actually the minority of people. And it's also, good news, the minority of full-time self-employed people. Mm -hmm. So this is why I want to come back to you raised before this idea of someone sitting there and Googling the what should I do? And you see all the shiny people. Now, out of the percentage of that who are really making things work, that those people who are really making things work are not the totality of people who are self-employed right now and thriving and having freedom. And I can't say that enough because in the free range style system, what we figured out is that the attractor, one of the styles, by default, the attractor has to be visible, right? The other two styles don't need a big brand in order to be thriving and sometimes out performing the attractor in terms of income mm -hmm. or impact. Mm -hmm. uh, but when you Google, when you go on Instagram, you're seeing this 10% of which, by the way, I am one, I am an attractor profile. And so it really biases our view. So that's one of the reasons I'm so passionate about asking who am I under the surface? Because otherwise, you know, we can spend years barreling off, oh, I call it being in the wrong room. It's like you just walked into the wrong room and you're trying to make it work, but there's a playground out there of people like you. And I, I could talk about this for ages. Um, I'm yeah. going to let you keep going. I know. We're probably, <laughs> we, we could bore the listeners to death here. We'll, we'll have to take this one <laughs> offline, but that's a, that's a very good reason for pre-ordering the book because I am so keen to find out more about that. And uh, I'll definitely be quizzing you for more information on that. But, um, but, but I also heard, Marianne, in, in the new version of the book, there's, there's quite a big section that is included, which wasn't in the first edition. Um, and, yeah. and, and maybe that's a little bit more personal. Is that something we could maybe tap into a little yeah, bit? Yeah, I'd, I'd be happy to talk about that. Yeah. Okay, please. So in the first edition, um, I, I, when I was approached by a publisher to write a book, uh, I did what you did. And I, you know, I, I wrote the sort of, uh, I, I spent like a year writing it, putting it together. And in doing so, I left a piece of my story out of the picture right? Because, you know, we have to work out what our narrative is. And I, I created this book, end up becoming a, a UK bestseller in entrepreneurship. It was in press all around the world. And I say that because 
I didn't expect it to get so much attention. And in the years that followed, I really regretted leaving something out because people would come to me after the book, after it had really taken off and say, but you're so enthusiastic. You got so together. You know, what about if you're more sensitive? What about if things aren't like, you know, if you're not bright and shiny all the time? And I remember thinking, wow, I really missed an opportunity here because I've spent most of my life with anxiety and depression. And to have left that out of the book, really, I just felt like it gave such a a very siloed view of the, the reality of so many people who are making changes and doing things. And in fact, as I talk about in a new chapter in the book called, but what if I'm not a shiny haired, super confident entrepreneur, which is my favorite chapter title ever. Um, <laughs> In it, I halfway through the book, I actually share it. So, you know, I'm talking about all, all the positive stuff, but I actually share that the moment I quit my job wasn't a moment of confidence. It was a moment of feeling really broken, like my head was broken. And I had this grand plan to quit after, you know, going part-time and this and that, and I never got to that stage because I had to press the button earlier than expected. And I think it's really important to say that because when we look at questions of confidence, I don't think that is reflective of the reality of many of us. And so I gathered other people I know who on the outside are doing you know, super well, have it together, but on the inside, you know, uh, might have be what I call an HSP, which I am a highly sensitive person who is just has a heightened re uh, response to uh, different things, someone who has chronic illnesses. And all of these stories I actually put together in this new chapter, the things we don't always see from the outside. And one of the big things, if anyone resonates with any of this, is how consistently in me and these other stories, we use, we don't let those things stop us from doing something, but equally, we have to do something with them. And by that, I mean, we have to come up with what I call a workaround for these ways of being and maybe these personality traits. So if someone in there is actually just like a super introvert um, and she's like, I had to come up with what we call a workaround so that you can thrive in what you're doing without letting the things that other people say mean you can't do it get in the way. So, you know, for me, one of the things I talk about in the book is I always collaborate. I always have other people around me because it's great for my mental health, but also it means that my clients have support people if required just if I had an off day, uh, not that it happens as much anymore, but these are the sorts of workarounds. There's so many that people can make. Hey, this is Chris Ducker. Hey, I'm Jill Stanton. Hi, I'm Brandon Block. Hi, this is Perry Marshall. And you are listening to Escape the Rat Race Radio. 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 We've talked about this in previous episodes of uh, Escape the Rat Race Radio. Um, just how, you know, entrepreneurship can can be a lonely place and um a lot of people i find that come to escape the rat race events you know there's there's a catalyst there's a trigger that that has made them have this light bulb moment and very often it's reading rich dad poor dad or you know that that's that's you know nine times out of ten that's the trigger wow. that gets people coming along and i think escape the rat race obviously the name is pretty closely aligned there and um but but then i you know i speak to people a bit more about this and um you know they often feel that if they've got a spouse or family that perhaps they just don't get it. They don't have these big dreams. They don't want to aspire mm -hmm. to, to greater things. And people are just kind of happy in their, 
you know, their day-to-day life. And, and when, you know, people kind of, as I say, the light bulb turns on and they start digging and seeing that there's this world out there and actually there's so much they can do and there's so much they can achieve if they really apply themselves and, and find the right path. But then it can be very lonely and, um, you know, other people almost want to pull you back down, right, and say, oh, stop dreaming, you know, it's never going to do that. Just get on with, you know, the safe, normal life. And um, do you have any people in your community that, you know, that, that have experienced any things like that? And, you know, how oh, can you God. help someone <laughs> kind of, you know, expanding their network, I guess, because that's the important thing, isn't it? It's surrounding yourself with other people that, you know, do share that vision and can support you because it might take a while before you start to see success. And I often say, you know, uh, reflect on a quote from from Dan Waldschmidt, one of our previous guests. He said, success is a lagging indicator. And it's so true. You have to put in a lot of hard work before you start seeing the results of that success. <laughs> yes. And that's huge. I, I totally agree that the people that you, the voices actually that you have around you have a huge impact on your ability to move forward. And the reason I used to not really believe that I used to think you could think your way out of anything. And I realized, gosh, you know, it's, it's hard enough working things out, let alone no one really wants to be the weird one. Right. So one of my tricks as someone who doesn't always want to be the weird one is to change what normal looks like by changing everything around me. So I'm changing what books I'm taking in, changing in the conversations I'm in, changing in the uh, people who I meet up with. And I don't think, I'm not like a big group person. I tend to go well with a couple of people at a time. And so early on, I met two other people who were starting out and we were doing our own thing and we met up every week and it was a group of three and we end up really taking off in our field. And so I think you can do that. You can pick out your people, you can go in, but it's so going back to something you said about being around people who think you can't do it. I, I, as a term for them, I call them the beige army, uh, who (laughs) I talk as a chapter in the book around this. And they're the people who always have a, uh, always have a criticism, always have what we call a reason why not. And the interesting thing about the Beige Army is that I don't think our job is to turn them around. Our job is to do what we are doing despite them. And you'll be surprised how many of them turn around when it's working, in that a lot of them turn around. Um, But I would say, yeah, our job isn't to have those conversations. I would actually minimize the conversations with those people wherever possible Mm. in order to just, you know, you don't have to fight that corner. You know, I don't fight that corner. If I, And I still meet people who say, oh, well, you know, we I'm much happier in a job. And I'm like, great, that sounds good to me. And if I were happier in a job, that's what I'd be doing. And I have friends who are happier in jobs. That's not our fight. You know, just, and I think it's something in our society, especially online now, there's this idea that there always has to be one right way. I don't think being free range is the right way for everyone. I, I don't think that's true. But I do think that the exploration and the journey is something that's really important for most people in that I have people come and read the book, get so into it, and then go, oh, my gosh, all I need to do is change career. I'm actually really happy in my life. I just need to switch career. Whereas some people quit their job and travel the world and other people go part time and have something on the side. And I think that's so key. We're not, uh, my view is that if we, it, our thing is about our life, not about convincing other people that there's one right way. Mm-hmm. I hope that takes the pressure off people. <laughs> you don't have to fight anyone's corner, just like work yourself out. Yeah. 
And, and, and again, I'd be really keen to kind of hear what your thoughts and advice would be, Marianne, for someone who, who is right now listening and they are stuck in a job that they're not enjoying. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what would be some of the steps that if you had somebody come to you um, and, and say to you they were in that position, like what would be some of the first questions that you'd ask them to start, you know, evaluating? Right. The, one of the first things that we do would be to look at how much you understand, firstly, your what we call your themes and your patterns. So that's everything from your strengths to your I can't help it themes to all these other things we put into this bucket. So firstly, I actually go with you inward first, like understand things about yourself. Secondly, I would start to go outward and that's where we're going. It's time to explore and experiment with a couple of maybe ideas. How can you tweak them to be more you? So if, say, you find an idea that requires you to be very solitary, but you're a really gregarious extrovert, how can you, say, tweak that and change it so that it is something where you're, you're gathering people together? And then experiment with it. And we do time-limited experiments we call free-range projects. And there's so much more after that, but they're the first things. Um, And the second thing, obviously, is making sure you're surrounded by like-minded people in terms of what's in your inbox, in terms of what's in your newsfeed. And I have no issue in blocking things out of my newsfeed, so please don't feel you should have any issue either. And in terms of the actual people around you, like the groups like um, you're talking about with what you're doing, Christian, I think it's that mix that is absolutely important. But if we try to miss one of those things, the people or the action or the refining based on self-knowledge, something will fall. And that's why I'm always checking in. Do you have those things? Are you moving forward? Do you have momentum? Yeah. And, and again, to go back on, on what we were talking about earlier on, that the first idea is unlikely to be the golden <laughs> ticket idea that's going to make you your millions if that's what you're, you're interested in. And um, yeah, I mean, I've talked uh, on the podcast many times about my journey, you know, and, and we all know that you just got to take that first step. The first step is the most important is just to make that decision. It's just to do something. It's just to knock yes. on a door and open that door a little bit and have a little look around and maybe meet some new people and they'll introduce you to a different uh, direction and you will take so many twists and turns. But the worst thing to do is to sit there and do nothing, right? Absolutely. That no one finds their thing by staring at a screen of what other people have done. You can get inspiration, you can get ideas, but to actually find it and really get into it and not just dismiss it, you need to be in action. So I, I completely agree with that. Yeah. And I'm fascinated as well to find out a little bit about how you managed to do a TED talk and you've had over 320,000 views, maybe more now. Oh, have I? When I checked, when <laughs> I checked, when I checked earlier, it's 320, um, which is incredible, right? So <laughs> you, you talked earlier about, you know, not really, not really being a, a kind of out there groups person. And, and there you are on stage doing a TED talk with uh, over oh, a quarter that. of a million views. Yeah. So, so how did that all come about? Um, well, firstly, um, stage is my safe place. I'm really confident behind a microphone. So I'm like this weird extrovert who's like socially anxious, but loves being behind a microphone and in uh, smaller groups. So uh, firstly, it's my natural home. Um, tr- actually, the way it came about was the same way my book deal came about, which was someone said, um, would you like to do this? And I said, no, um, which is generally how things in my life happen. Um, so I would, I've been offered uh, opportunities to do these things before. And I'd 
basically said, I don't think I want to do it. I don't want to, you know, I'm very respectful of the time it takes to create a quality product. Right. And I, and I don't want to just say yes to something without having the time. And then the person came back and said, no, I really think you should do this. Let's talk. And we talked through it. We um, and she was on the, the committee that was helping like put this together. We put a pitch together and I, I had just, by the way, side note, I just closed down pretty much all my online programs. I closed down a really profitable membership uh, the other year, just knowing it wasn't a direction I wanted to be in anymore, uh, which is a whole other podcast episode. Why would you close down profitable products you don't even have to spend time on? But I made that decision within a week of that happening, this offer came through. Uh, and when it came through and I had the conversation seriously this time, I said, okay, if I can talk about anything, what would I talk about? And I said, it's not actually about quitting your job and traveling the world. It was called the hidden power of not always fitting in. And it was, I won't spoiler it, but it's about those of us who are good at looking like we fit, but never fully feel like we do. That talk spiraled the next few years of my career without me knowing uh, that that was going to happen. Um, and so, I mean, I really encourage, you know, people to it's those moments of following your intuition of science. You have to say no to the the things that are good enough in order to get something that's actually great. And I see my direction and the new revision of the free range humans book wouldn't exist without that talk. So yeah, I hope that inspires people. It's definitely worth checking out. And, and with the book coming out, you know, it's going to be pretty much any time now when, when people are listening to this podcast and, um, you know, who exactly is the book for? What are the, some of the, the the top three things that someone's gonna gonna learn from that book, Marianne? It would be, I would say, well, for people listening to this podcast, it's clearly for you. Um, and I would say that more than most books out there on this topic, it's for people who are maybe overachievers, uh, overthinkers, uh, people who, you know, you're good, as I say, you're good at looking like you fit, but don't quite feel like you do. You have maybe multiple interests. They're the sort of, sort of people who love this. I would say that it's a sort of book that people pick up when they've read the other books and something hasn't clicked. That's something I hear consistently. Uh, there's a lot more depth in there about who you are. And there's also a lot of real talk about, you know, the action, uh, uh, the, the personality profile and all these other things. So if you're looking for something that's sort of inspirational, but also kind of real with you as a person, as opposed to just with ideas that other people are doing, uh, that would be the book for you. Yeah. So you've even got Escape the 9 to 5 in the title there, right? Escape the 9 to 5, create that was my, a life. That was my publisher. <laughs> create, create a life you love and still pay the bills. So pay yeah, bills, definitely go it. check that out. And final question, Marianne, before I let you go today and back to that glorious Hollywood sunshine, I'm sure. Um, for those people listening right now, and, and we've, probably, we've probably touched on this already, but, but they're specifically stuck in the traffic jam there on the underground, they're on the way to work, they're just uninspired. They know deep inside that something needs to change. Something is stopping them. It's most probably fear. What would you like to say to those people right now? I say that whenever I hear that, I almost feel this response in my body because I remember being stuck on the underground and I remember being stuck on the train and feeling like I couldn't breathe in any way. And I would say that that is not how we have to live as humans. And if you're asking these questions, you're asking them for a reason. There are many ways to make something work. And honestly, what we've said here is a really good path to starting to find your own, but it really, really doesn't have to be that way. 
people who make it work don't have some magical power and they're not just one type of person. So there is genuinely no reason why if you have the capability to listen to and I digest this podcast, you don't have the capability to figure something out with the right support and with the right inputs. So I would say keep going and don't let the beige army talk you out of this one. (laughs) So true. So true. And Marianne, finally, for the people who would like to connect and find out more about you online and pre-order the book, where can they go? Yep. Well, if you're on Instagram, come say hi at Free Range Marianne, and I'm often on stories there. But if to check out the book and what we're doing, go to beafreerangehuman.com for the book and you know, put your name down, get the book, or uh, free-range-humans.com is the main website. But for the book, beafreerangehuman.com and see more and get a copy if you are interested. Cool. Well, I can't wait to read that, Marianne, and I wish you all the very best of luck with the latest release. And uh, yeah, well, I hope that in the future we can hook up and talk more about personality profiles and (laughs) everything else that life has to offer. (laughs) Thank you so much, Christian. It's been really fun. Hi, it's Christian here, and I want to invite you to join the Escape the Rat Race membership site completely for free. There's no hidden upsells or monthly subscription fees. You can join with just a name and email address and inside you'll get access to the following. A free copy of my book, Sack Your Boss, The Ultimate Guide to Escape Your 9 to 5. Over 50 video interviews of me and my guests on Escape the Rat Race Radio, including people such as Seth Godin, Perry Marshall, Rob Moore and Chris Ducker and the full video recordings from over 30 of my Escape the Rat Race London meetup events with world-famous speakers covering a whole host of ideas to help you begin your own escape plan. Plus, I'm also going to give you a 25% discount on my brand new 5-Step Freedom Formula online course where I teach you step-by-step the process you need to follow if you're serious about breaking free of your 9-to-5 and starting a business which can give you the freedom to focus on the things in your life which are more important to you. This is a collection of the very best content from Escape the Rat Race that I could possibly pull together, and it's all yours absolutely for free. Just visit www.etrr.online forward slash free membership and start working on your escape plan right now.